Welcome to the Sparked Podcast, a place to keep your spark bright. Here I've brought together my most powerful tips from the last decade plus partnering with small businesses on all things leadership, mindset, people and culture. Here my approach combines intuitive psychology, strategy, neuroscience and results-based coaching to unlock your highest potential. Step into your power and truly own your role as a leader so that you can spread the positive impacts of your purpose-led work everywhere. My name is Emma Campbell. I'm a mindset and performance coach for purpose-led leaders. I'm a mama to two cheeky little munchkins. I'm a wine appreciator, nature-obsessed, stubbornly optimistic child at heart, and I'm here to inspire belief in what's possible for you because it is all so possible. I hope that this podcast leaves you feeling lighter, more inspired, and more ready than ever to go out there and take actions on your big dreams and vision. I can't wait to dig in. See you in the podcast. Hello, beautiful human. I am really looking forward to sharing this episode after having a lot of conversations with parents who are also busy humans, uh, busy working humans, uh, a lot of, you know, leaders in organizations, mums, dads, trying to do it all, trying to build businesses, trying to keep little humans alive, trying to save marriages, <laughs> trying to maintain, you know, social connections and, you know, also squeeze in a little bit of fun and travel and life and dogs and sport and all of the different things, you know, when you are a parent and a business owner and you know what if you're a human in this world there is a bloody lot to be thinking about and focusing on and i feel like this is a really important episode for so many of you out there i wanted to talk about some of the the hottest and most powerful tips that i have personally learnt and taken on board um, for myself, for my business and for our family, particularly over the last, I'd say 12 to 18 months. Um, if you guys have been tuning into the podcast for a while, you'll know that the last 18 months or so has probably been some of the most challenging in our lives building a house and having our second child. So two kids under four, having a dog, having financial stuff going on, building a business, you know, hubby changing roles, living, living in um, our father-in-law's house, all the, all the things. And in the midst of that, you know, still, still trying to uh, build a business and, you know, serve clients and and all of the different things and look after kids and we found in our household that we were really needing some i guess like new new information about how to keep our household running smoothly smoothly and clearly and how to keep our relationship flourishing when we were thrown some of the most i guess some of one of the most challenging times of our lives with two two working individuals trying to make it all work and so i wanted to share these tips 
essentially focused on how to how to do less yet accomplish more particularly for busy working parents but it, they could these tips could really apply to anyone anyone and it's my my top 8 tips for how to save energy and save time and save your marriage <laughs> Um, so really, really actionable tips that you can hopefully, gosh, go and implement today, tomorrow, next week, and um, should give you some really, really quick wins. And a lot of it is link, linked to really breaking up with the belief that your worth is equal to your productivity. I'll just repeat that one again. So breaking up with the belief that your worth as a human is equal to your productivity, a really, really core and common belief for majority of humans out there, particularly males, I would say, because just in terms of our societal programming and conditioning and expectations there is often this a lot of pressure on males to feel like they need to be achieving and doing and being busy and producing bringing in the income and you know it's definitely not only only um applicable for males because a lot of like almost everyone probably experiences this belief to some extent but it can mean that if you hold this belief that your self-worth and your value as a human is linked to how productive you are or how much you're achieving as a as a as an individual it can mean that you just never feel like you're enough because you never feel like you've done enough and that you never feel like you've achieved enough and that there's always so much more. And so a few of these tips that I'm going to share with you are not only practical, tangible things that you can action tomorrow, but also reminding you about what's most important. What's most important in life to you and helping helping bring your focus back to what life's all about which is you know living it right to enjoying it to it's experiencing joy and meaning and fun and excitement and love and connection and like just truly experiencing all the awesomeness that this life has to offer, right? And that often our society can tell us otherwise and our society can tell us that we always need to be achieving and growing and doing and being productive and staying busy. But these tips that I'm going to share with you are going to help you, one, remember what is it that is most important to you? Is it productivity? You know, is it ticking things off your list? Or is it something more? Is it something a little bit more meaningful? Is it something a little bit deeper? 
to your life and your life experience and, you know, the purpose of your, your business and why your business exists. So let's, let's jump into them. I've got eight, eight tips here. And the first one is to one, know what really matters most. Number one, to do what matters most, you need to first know what is it that matters most to you at the end of the day. Because we can't make decisions and we can't take actions towards what matters most unless we know <laughs> we know what that is. That kind of sounds a bit obvious, doesn't it? It sounds like a really simple thing, but a lot of us like don't actually take the time to ask ourselves the simple question of like, what is it that is actually most important to me in my life? Like, why am I here? What are the experiences that mean the most to me? What are the experiences that I most want to enjoy? Like, what is the, (laughs) to get a bit lofty with you, what is the purpose of why I'm here? And am I making time for those things? So this first step about knowing what really matters most, my, my simple recommendation here is to go through a process of unlocking your own personal vision, purpose and values. So you can do this at a personal level or if you've got a family, which no doubt if you're listening to this particular episode, you probably do have a family, is to ask yourself the question, and my hubby and I have gone through this process for our family, is asking yourself, you know, what is the vision for our family? What do we want to experience as a family? What's most important to us? What do we want to create? What do we want to experience? What do we want to see? And we've created like a little mini, um, (laughs) I guess you'd call it like a family manifesto, of what we value so what our values are as a family and we've like popped them up on a little whiteboard in the middle of our kitchen right next to our monthly calendar which I'll talk about (laughs) in a little bit Um, but it's kind of like the center or the pinnacle of our household and kind of like what holds us together is having our vision, our purpose and our values all visible and in one place and actually creating some time for you and your partner or you and your family to have that discussion about what really matters and what's most important and, you know, ultimately what you stand for and what you believe in because this be- this can become your, your North Star of what centers you, what connects you, what aligns you and what brings you all together. And, you know, my, my, uh, my vision or my, my hope is that, you know, when my kids are a bit older, cause right now, you know, they don't really, they're 18 months and three and a half. So <laughs> they don't really get what vision, purpose and values is, but no doubt with a mum like me, <laughs> they'll, they'll be onto it in no time, particularly Oscar. <laughs> um, but my hope is that when he's a little bit older and, you know, he starts primary school and, you know, maybe he comes home at the end of the day and he's had a bit of a tough day with a friend or, um, 
you know, he's had a bit of a challenging situation. Maybe he's even been bullied or if something, a challenging interaction has occurred with him and he comes home and he says, hey, mum, like I've had this really hard day, you know, someone's made me feel like this and I don't know what to do. And I I would hope, like my vision for having like our, our purpose and values up on a board is that if we can share what our values are, that he can, you know, see these values and respond to that situation through the lens of, you know, what would it look like if I was living these values? And so say, for example, one of our values is to stay curious and to live with love, live with love and kindness always. And, you know, if he's, if he saw, or if he experienced this interaction and he saw a couple of those values, you know, saying, stay curious and, you know, always live with love that he might be able to look, look at that situation through a different lens of rather than getting, you know, frustrated at at this other little kid that may have made him feel feel sad that instead he can respond with curiosity and you know keep an open mind and respond with love instead of hate or frustration so that's just to give a, a little bit of an example of you know how having what matters most somewhere visual and actually asking that question of like what values you want to lead in, and live in your family, how that can actually have like a really big impact on some of those more challenging moments, both for you as a couple, like you and your partner, as well as for your kids, particularly when they start to get older. So that's number one is asking yourself the questions about knowing what really matters most. So your vision, purpose, and values and putting them up somewhere visual would be my, my top tip there as well. Tip number two is to always know what your 20% is. And when I say that, I'm talking about the Pareto principle. So you've probably heard me talk about this a little bit in the past, but the 80-20 rule or the Pareto principle is about focusing on the 20% of effort that results in the 80% impact. So what's the 20% that's going to have the 80% impact? Because not all tasks are created equally, right? Some of the actions that you take in your life like in your business, in your team, in your family, in your relationships, some of the things that you do are going to have an incredibly powerful impact compared to some of the other things. And often you know which ones are going to have the biggest impact because usually they're the things that we avoid and that we procrastinate on because often they're a little bit scarier or they're a little bit harder but they often don't take as long and they have a ridiculously high, you know, ROI, like return on investment. So know, know what those things are for you 
perhaps at a personal level, like what are those things that when you do them, uh, that you, you get a, a great ROI, you know, just to give you an example for me, it's meditation. Like I invest 15 to 20 minutes as a minimum every single day. And I know that that 15 to 20 minutes just gives me the most incredible spark of energy and life and clarity and sense of peace and presence for the rest of my day. And it's just like a no brainer for me. And in my relationship, I know that it's um, us going on date nights. I know that date nights is just a game changer for us and our connection. And in my business, my 80-20 rule is relationships and creating content like podcasts. So they're the, they're the two most important, you know, 20 percenters that leads to the 80% impact for me. So having a think about what is yours and another lens to look through is asking the question of knowing like what your one thing is, your one thing that is going to have the biggest impact. So what's the one thing that you could do today such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? And I'll repeat that one to you again. <laughs> What's the one thing that you can do today such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? So that's, that's another way of looking at the 20% or the 80-20 rule. It's a, it's a way of focusing and prioritizing. Number three is doing a little bit of a personal check-in with yourself. I do a personal check-in on a weekly basis. And essentially this is an opportunity for me to reflect and to learn from what's happening in my life and ensure that I'm not making the same mistakes over and over if I am making mistakes that I am indeed prioritizing what's most important and that I am focusing on what's actually going to move the needle point forward in the greatest way. Because if we don't do a personal check-in with ourselves, sometimes we can just keep going in the same direction that might not actually be helpful. And it creates a touch point and a checkpoint in my life and in my business to ensure, yeah, ensure that I am actually learning from any of the things that didn't go so well and that I am growing and that I am moving forward and prioritizing what's most important. So the three key buckets that I check in with during my personal check-in are goals, so am I on track with the goals that I've set within Asana? You know, what are my needs? What do I need right now? Like what's the support that I need in my business and priorities? So what are my, what are my make or breaks for next week? Like what's going to have the greatest impact? What do I need to prioritize? And a lot of those priorities are often linked to my 80-20 rule principles. <clears throat> So creating a bit of a personal check-in for yourself 
is a really important way to make sure that you're not wasting time and that you are indeed focusing on what's most important. It's kind of like building in a system and system of accountability for yourself. Tip number four is doing a family check-in. <laughs> so Alex and I, and so Alex is my hubby, if you haven't heard me talk about him before, we do a super quick weekly check-in with each other that's either on a Sunday afternoon over a wine <laughs> or a Monday morning as we're both kind of having our coffees and running out the door. And when I say super quick, we try and get it over and done with between, well, uh, you know, within about five to 10 minutes. So this is where we talk about our goals and give a bit of an update. So we set OKRs for ourselves. And if you haven't heard of OKRs, they're basically just like a really, really awesome goal setting system um, that, yeah, all the... Yeah, all the biggest companies in the world are using these OKRs and yeah, they're just really, really powerful. I'm going to do another episode on those at another time, but feel free to Google them if you want to hear more about them. We talk, we give a bit of an OKR update. We share what our needs are and if we have any particular needs uh, or support um, for each other, like if we know that we've got a really big week or if one of us, I don't know, has an event on um, during during an evening, so we won't be here for like bath time and settle, or if we've got like weekend plans and birthday parties and presents that we need to buy or anything like that, um, that's a time that we can talk about like the week ahead. And just to give any updates, we've got like a little family to-do list up on our board um, just to keep us in check. We used to do this all online, but we found that with the amount of apps and messages and reminders and all of those sort of things that we're already using for our work and everything, it was kind of nice to just have something that was a bit different and visual and up on a board that we could actually look at. So we've got a a whiteboard uh, that's like a monthly, like a month and um, yeah, it's a monthly whiteboard, basically. It looks like a calendar. And then it's got like a little to-do section. And then we've got enough space that we can just pop our values up there as well, just to keep them nice in front and center. And that's been really, really helpful just as like a touch point for our lives and to make sure that we're on the same page, that we feel in control that we kind of know what's going on and just creates that that system to support us because we don't always have time <laughs> to talk about all the different things that are going on in our lives and families and businesses and friendship groups and families and all those sort of things. So that could be a real game changer for your family. I just got my whiteboard from Kmart. <laughs> Kmart's my second home. Um, so yeah, you can get them anywhere. Go and find one that would, would suit your family. You, trust me, you'll absolutely love it. Uh, tip number five is, <clears throat> and I got this, I got this uh, idea from a little mini online course that I did called Modern Marriage. Um, I'll find the link and I'll pop it in the notes below. But essentially it was a course all about the fact that our marriages have changed 
so much in the last god decades plus and how you know i probably don't need to explain it but how back in the day you know the mother was often the stay-at-home person looking after the kids it was pretty simple the dad went out to um, bring in the bacon and it was just like a really clean cut roles and quite simple, not necessarily easy, but a lot simpler and I guess less hectic than what it can be right now for working couples and working parents. So this modern marriage course that we did was like really helpful in helping us, I guess, realign and reshift the roles and get like real clarity on what the roles were and are in our household. So we did this thing called the responsibilities exercise or roles and responsibilities exercise where you can do this for yourself. And trust me, it's really cleansing. <laughs> it's a really helpful exercise is get out a piece of paper and write out every single task that you might complete for the family over the course of like, like a week, fortnight, month, maybe even a quarter from anywhere from um, cleaning the house, making, uh, making meals, taking the trash out, cleaning the cars, paying the bills, uh, taking the kids to daycare, um, buying presents, uh, washing the windows, doing the washing, putting the kids washing away. Uh, gosh, what else is there? Like um, ordering online calls, like doing the online shopping um, you know, putting the shopping away. Like the reason I'm giving you so many examples is I really recommend going into as much detail as you can. <laughs> like, yes, I got a bit silly about this after a while <laughs> when I started putting things like, um, changing over the hand towels. <laughs> I think, I think that's when I was getting on my high horse about who was doing the most in the house. <laughs> But yeah, just really, really try and list out as many of the little tasks that you do throughout an entire week. And then you want to, so you want to write them down, all of those different um, tasks down the left-hand side of the page. And then you want to write down, um, so you're creating a column that says, uh, who does this currently? So you can just title that who current. Uh, the next column was how long does it take or, um, you know, how often are you doing this? And then the next column says, um, you know, who do you want it to be in the future? So who future? I'm pretty sure that's what the, the, the three key columns that we did were, but I'll double check that for you guys and let you know in the show notes below. So once you've got that, you go through that as a, as a couple and actually mark out like, all right, who's currently doing this and who do we want to do it? And if you don't want to do it, like if it's taking up a lot of time and you don't, neither of you want to be doing it, outsource it. So find someone to help you because 
oh my gosh, there is just so much support available, so much support available, like on Airtasker and God, a million of those other apps. There are just so many people that are so willing to help you and support you. And the exercise of just going through and getting real clarity and getting some agreement between you and your partner about who does what and making sure that it's it feels equal for you guys. So only you guys will know like how, how long things take in your household and, you know, what feels like a fair balance. But for us in our household, you know, where we are both working um, like relatively equal amount of hours. We, um, I'm probably with the kids a little bit more. Um, so we, we looked at the different tasks and what, what felt really fair and equal for us and made sure that we were, we, we had like a 50, 50 split between like the different household and the family responsibilities and like, you know, played to our passions and our strengths as well. So you can actually go through map out how long things take, who's doing what, and then get agreement going forward on what you want it to look like so that you're not having any of those squabbles about, you know, like who took the trash out last or who's doing what or who's walking the dog this week. You've actually, you've got a plan, you've got it sorted, you're agreed on it. You don't need to squabble about it because you've actually worked through it. This doing this roles and responsibilities exercise for us was an absolute game changer. So if you want, if you have any more questions about that, just reach out to me in the DMs on Instagram or, or shoot me an email as well at um, hello at emmacampbell.com.au. Um, but yeah, that can be a really, really helpful game changer. And I, and I can't reiterate anymore the, the power of outsourcing and getting support on anything that you possibly can, because if you're a busy working parent, you do not have the time. <laughs> you are not like time is not a resource that you'll be swimming in. So you need to outsource, you need to find support. And if you like feeling some blockers about getting support, then um, that's something that we, we could probably talk about. You might have a bit of like a limiting belief there or something like that, that might be getting in the way. Um, but it's surprisingly not that expensive as well. So if one of your beliefs is, you know, I can't afford it or we can't afford it right now, um, make sure you find out how much it costs first before you uh, confirm or uh, not confirm that belief. 